listening to the Boredom Buster Podcast. Hi, this is the Boredom Buster Podcast. In this episode, we're going to be interviewing David Griffin, voice of Jimmy Barkley. So get excited! And we're not going to have any other segments, so be sad. It's okay, because... There's going to be David Griffin the whole way, so you'll do with that. Okay, here we go. Welcome to the Boredom Buster Podcast, and we're going to be interviewing David Griffin. Hello. It's a pleasure to be here. Okay, our first question is, how did you get casted to, to be on the show? I was involved in a community theater near my house in Southern California uh, that was run by a lady named Martine Craig, who is uh, a really wonderful person and uh, involved in a lot of uh, Christian theater, a lot of Christian music. She tours. She uh, just a very amazing woman, energetic, has a great passion for what she does. And uh, at the time, this would have been 1987 we had just moved my family had just moved from Texas to Southern California and uh, I think to help us make friends and to prevent us from being bored my mom signed us up with this uh, local Christian community theater called The Rise that was run by this woman uh, Miss Craig and um, we were rehearsing for a play that was going to feature Johnny Erickson Tata and I was called up at the end of a rehearsal one day, and myself and about seven or eight other kids, and uh, we were told that there was an audition. And I didn't really know what it was for or what I was doing, but uh, I went. And this was when they had uh, Focus had first moved into this new facility in Pomona, and the place was brand new. They're, they were still putting the carpet in, and. Um, I was in this room with a lot of different people, and uh, they called me in, and I read lines with uh, another kid, and, and then a few weeks later, got that first call that uh, they wanted to use me, and uh, that was episode number two. Yeah. Yay! Introduced to the show. That's right. That's right. It was. Uh, it was quite a lot of fun. I, that's. Uh, first recording was pretty amazing and I thought it was a one time thing and then they called me back to do episode 3 and 4 and then they kept calling me back over and over again and <laughs> eventually they gave me Jimmy Barkley and, and the rest is history I guess Were your parents very involved? Like, did they sit in or? No, my parents for the most part were pretty good about um, kind of staying in the background uh, I think they felt very comfortable with uh, the team, the crew that was, you know, hiring me. Um, they felt very comfortable that I was in good hands. And so they would, a lot of the time, I, I had two younger brothers, and my mom would go and drop me off to start recording, and then she would go pick up my brothers from school, and they would come, and my brothers would run around in the parking lot, and uh, my mom would, you know, read her books uh, outside or, you know, sometimes they'd come inside. But they were uh, always pretty good about just kind of hanging out in the background. And I guess that was the extent of their involvement was to, to really not be 
intruding too much. Not like, you know, your typical sort of stage mom or stage dad. Yeah. You know. Right. So. Wait, how many siblings did you have? I have two younger brothers. Oh. Okay. All boys. Yeah. <laughs> okay, next question. How did you balance your regular life and working on the show? Um, pretty easily. It was, uh, working on the show wasn't a very often thing. I would say at the height of recording times, maybe I was doing it once a month, uh, twice a month maybe. Yeah. Um, for me, the hard part was because I enjoyed recording so much, I, I didn't enjoy regular life nearly as much. Um, and so it's a lot of downtime and a lot of waiting until I would get that call again. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you have this moment where you're special and you get to come in and record and uh, then you have to go back and do your algebra homework. Yeah. I hate algebra. I hate algebra too. I think algebra is horrible. I like algebra. Ooh. You are one of the few people on this earth. <laughs> I hate geometry. Okay. I, see, I like geometry. I find it goes, it's what? either, you either like geometry and hate algebra or vice versa. Geometry was okay. I don't, I don't really care. <laughs> math is math to me. That's right. Um, was it general knowledge that you were acting on the show or was it just kind of secret? You know, it, it, I don't think it was general knowledge. Uh, certainly... You know, my teachers were told that I, you know, I'd be pulled out of school um, for this reason. And uh, most of my close friends knew that I did it, but none of them ever listened to it. And so it, it wasn't so much of a secret. It was just uh, not highly publicized. Or I, I don't really know. It was just kind of... Mm -hmm. It was a very weird sort of ultra odd other world experience <laughs> yeah. because uh you know like i see here the next question uh about my friends listening to the show mm. nobody I, nobody i knew ever listened to it oh. i never heard it on the radio i only heard it through the the copies they would send me yeah and so it was uh you know it was kind of this this you know adventures and odyssey for me is a very strange experience because it was you know, I would go in, I would record, and then it, that was it. That, I yeah. didn't really get to to enjoy the show the way that the fans did, or mm -hmm. I didn't have other family or friends that were engaged in it. Um, my brother, one of my brothers who's done some missionary work, he he's met a lot of people who have listened to it over the years. And they always get a little tripped out when, whenever he says, oh, yeah, my brother's Jimmy Barkley. Like, what? <laughs> oh, my word. If someone said that to me, I would freak out, too. <laughs> I know. I would freak out, wouldn't I? <laughs> yeah. But it was, it was just very odd. Uh, it, I really didn't get to enjoy the world of Adventures and Odyssey beyond the times that I was uh, recording. Mm -hmm. And so it was a, a very sort of uh, insulated world for me. And I would get to go and have this fun. And, um, and then it just it, it didn't exist in any other spectrum that I knew. You know, even the people that I went to church with as a kid didn't, you know, nobody listened to it. And mm 
so it was kind of frustrating like you know here's this thing I love to do so much but I really couldn't share it with anyone yeah I know how you feel do you this is a thing I love to listen to and even friends at church don't know what it is Uh, it's frustrating isn't it (laughs) it's sad I just want to introduce everyone to it Oh, that's beautiful. I know. <laughs> okay. But it's true. It's it's this. It's a great program, and it's mm-hmm. a lot of fun. It's it, great for your imagination. Great for. Uh, it's just a, a wonderful, wonderful show, and it's amazing that that so few people know about it. It's it's a shame. I think you got to get the message out there, right? Yeah. Okay. Next question. Uh, did you consider uh, yourself friends with other child actors? No, not really. I think um, everybody lived in very different areas, and you pretty much only ran into these people when you were recording. So Mm. when we were recording, everybody, I think, had good relationships and had a lot of fun working together. It was definitely, in terms of an acting experience, I think it's, you know, one of the highest experiences I've ever had because... There were no nobody had any egos. Nobody yeah. threw any temper tantrums on set or yelled at anybody. It was just a lot of fun to record. A lot of great personalities. A lot of wonderful, kind people. And I think that holds true for the kids. Um, there was a period of time early in the first year or so where um, they would record us all separately. And so for about a year, maybe two years, I did some recording just by myself a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, then as they moved out to Colorado and started flying back to Burbank to record, it became pretty critical for expenses, I'm sure, to have everybody on, on set at the same time. Yeah. So um, we were definitely friendly, but I, I think after the show, you know, never really got to see anybody or got to know anyone too well which I'm sure like totally damages a lot of you know the the wishful thinking of fans like you know I'm sure yeah. everybody just hangs yeah, out yeah like crush our dreams yeah you know but uh, it was it was a a working environment and the beautiful thing about it was I, I think everybody that I ever worked with I had a a lot of fun working with mm-hmm. and it was uh just a great atmosphere and uh you know the kind of thing you always look forward to and i don't think there was ever another child actor or adult actor that i didn't want to work with you know it was like oh cool you know i get to work with gabe again you know like awesome (laughs) okay but along the lines uh do you remember the episode connie comes to the camp I do. I remember that was quite chaotic. <laughs> so you all recorded that t- together. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was recorded with uh, everyone in the same room at pretty much at the same time, and it was crazy. I seem to recall that recording went very long into the evening, but I could be I could be mistaken on that. It's like uh, a two parter, so it might. Yeah. Have- well, a lot of the times what they would do with two-parters, you know, you would record both parts in one day, uh, start in the morning, and go into the afternoon. Uh, but for some reason, I have a, a memory that, that that went late into the evening. I, I could be totally wrong there. 
But it was it was pretty crazy having. Uh, I think that was the most I ever worked with other kids in the history of working with the show. Uh, okay. Most of the time, I was with just one other kid, or I was with Azure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so that was that was a lot of fun. Yeah, because lots of the kids that you were with and kind of goes to camp, you're really not in any other episodes with, like no, no. like Lucy and Oscar. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, that was sort of one of the things about playing Jimmy that was uh, interesting was I didn't really get to to interact with a lot of the other kids on the show because I was involved in a family unit. Yeah, mostly Uh, family episodes. A lot of our episodes are, you know, centered around the the dynamics and the relationships within a family. Um, But that was... When I did get to play with the other kids, I had a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, when you listened to the episodes featuring yourself, did you imagine yourself in the situations? That's a really interesting question. Uh, I loved to listen to the episodes they sent me. Uh, it's always very interesting to me to hear the production elements added to the acting and you know because when you're acting it it, you're in such sort of a vacuum of space that um, you have to use a great deal of imagination to bring forth the performances and then to hear kind of how the directing team and the production team how they visualize you know everything that was happening a lot of times it would be very different than what I had imagined so to hear the, the show's over again once they were finally produced I can't really say for certain if I pictured myself in it or if I had some other image of Jimmy Yeah. Um, that's a very very interesting question and I've never thought of that before um, but I think for me when I listened to it it was very I, I didn't find myself in the center of it I, I was able to listen to it as the character um while knowing that it was me, yeah. uh, if that makes any sense. <laughs> it kind of does. Yeah, it's, sort of, it's really hard to explain, uh, and I'm going to have to think about that one. That's a very interesting question. Mm-hmm. I've never been asked that before. Yeah. You think of great questions. <laughs> you do think of great questions. We had help. Okay, uh, next question. Um, what were some scenes that you just couldn't get right or messed up a lot on? You know, that's, um, without tooting my own horn, I I don't think there were very many. I I was usually pretty good about getting stuff right within the first couple takes. Um, And I know that when I was younger, I I used to get embarrassed about scenes where I had to cry. Um, (laughs) You know, because, you know, you're a boy and everybody tells you you're not supposed to cry and yeah. So I think I think whenever I sometimes had like intense scenes that led that way, that that sometimes was a, a bit difficult for me to to get around feeling uncomfortable, and you know, so I could deliver it. I think also uh, there's a period of time where anything that involved laughing just yeah. for me felt very uh, awkward and, and forced. Yeah. Um, but I can't. I don't think there were too many moments that 
where I would really get stumbled on something. I'm sure there were, you know, mm-hmm. no, nobody's perfect, but uh, most of my memories of, of people stumbling on lines uh, is Chuck Bolte. <laughs> uh, Ch- Chuck was notorious sometimes for, he would, he would just get tickled and he would, you know, flub a line and then it would get so funny everybody would start laughing and then that would make him laugh and then he he couldn't do the next line and it just like snowballed and got worse and worse and uh, so I think for the most part for the most part everybody did pretty well I, I can't remember really being stumped but I'm sure I was at, at different times and you know one of the things that is sort of you know, you try to visualize as a as a listener is that when the cast comes in to record, there's a, a finite amount of time to get the project recorded. Mm-hmm. And so you you really get you try to get through the scenes as fast as you can. And as a result, you know, you might be making a mistake um, but you very quickly forget about it because you're on to the next scene, and that's where a lot of, a lot of the time, if if I hadn't listened to the episodes after they sent them to me, I would have no memory of what the episode was about. <laughs> Seriously, because, you know, you just you, you get handed the script, you've never seen it before, mm-hmm. you start working through it, and any mistakes you make, it's like okay, let's do that again, you know, so you start doing it again. And, uh, pretty soon, it's uh, you know you you blink and now it's lunchtime and you already worked through forty pages of the script and and it's all done. So I, I don't remember any specific moments, but I'm sure I had them. I was also a really good actor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we know that. <laughs> uh, that was rather false of me to say, but. <laughs> Did your wife know about the show before you were married or had met? Nope. Uh, when I met her, I had that would have been in '98. So I was I had just been written out of the show like <laughs> seven months earlier, and I was I was pretty bummed out about it for a long time. I, I really didn't know what to do. Talk about the show much and. She always, Darcy will always tell the story of how the first she ever heard about the show was I told her one day, you know, oh yeah, I used to do this little radio show. And that was about it because it was kind of painful to think about, uh, you know, having this thing that I loved to do so much and then I wasn't able to do it anymore. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just kind of had to block it out of my mind for a while. (laughs) It's painful for us too. <laughs> I'm so glad somebody shipped the pain. Because but I, I do not like listening to Pokenberry Falls. I did not like recording Pokenberry Falls. <laughs> it's so sad. It was horrible. <laughs> okay, the next question. Uh does your family listen to it now? No, not really. Sometimes there's a few episodes that uh the kids have listened to and I I don't think that's for any specific reason other than um, we just, I, I tend to be, I don't know, it's hard for me to have people I know listen or watch performances that I've done. Yeah. Uh, 
but my daughter's heard a few of them and she likes them a lot mm -hmm. uh, she I'm sure would listen to many more of them um, but it's a great show there's no reason they shouldn't be listening to it I think it's just one of those things that you know all the episodes I have are all Jimmy Barkley episodes <laughs> and as far as I'm concerned Adventures in Odyssey is all about Jimmy Barkley um, but they've enjoyed it when they've heard it what was your favorite genre to act, or what is? Oh, that's, you know, I love, I love it all. I think uh, I enjoy comedy a great deal because there's an, an instant reaction from an audience or, you know, when you're recording in a booth like this, you can kind of look up through the soundproof glass and you can see everybody laughing. You can't hear them, but you can see them. <laughs> And uh, that's nice for, for an instantaneous feedback to know that, you know, as an actor, you're hitting the right moments and the right notes and the right beats. Um, but I really love dramatic work as well. Uh, I th there's something uh, very... I, I like finding real moments within characters and within situations and not blowing things out into hyper-melodrama. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so I, I, I really, I think there's nothing genre-wise that I, I haven't enjoyed doing when I've done it. As far as different mediums, um, I love film work. I, that's probably my favorite is shooting film, acting on film. Um, I love, you know, audio recording is, it's like my first love. It's uh, the thing I've done the longest. There's some, you know, there's some sensory elements when I go into a studio that, uh, you know, like there's a sound of of the the soundproof doors closing. It's like this hushed close, it's like, <laughs> and, you know, it's it's super cool. I, I it's in my DNA, and I, you know, I love it. And the plush feeling of the carpet that you're stepping on, and. Yeah. You get booth and it's just so perfectly succulent. Um, so for me, audio recording and voiceover work is very special. Um, and I stage work too, but uh, I have horrible stage fright, so I I tend to get anxious when I do any theater. But I love it all, really, except musicals. I'm not into musicals. <laughs> Back to the part where you said um, about the melodrama, whatever, Dr drama, the drama. Um, are you glad that you were in the episodes towards the beginning where everything was sort of more like real life? Because now the episodes are mo featuring more crazy adventures and the kids are doing a lot of... A little more cartoonish maybe or, um, or over the uh, no, I think they're just dealing with some harder issues than maybe hmm. they did back um, yeah. with the Barclays. It's, yeah, it's interesting how the show has evolved over the generations. I, I mean, now it's uh, it's been 25 years, and I think as, you know, I've been working on some other projects, trying to get them up and going, I always kind of think back to what the the writing team and the staff and the creative team, you know, what they were working with at the time 
that I was involved in the show, and I think my guess is, I, I don't know any of this for certain, but just my guess is that when they started out, um, you know, they, I think I was probably one of the few kids that had had any little bit of acting training. Most of the other kids at the time uh, were friends of people that uh, they knew at, at Focus on the Family. I, I think uh, the girl that played my sister, Azure, I believe she was a, a friend of a family person that worked there. Um, and so there was a lot of like struggle to find kids. I remember even my brothers came in to read at one time. And so I think a lot of the, maybe the situations and the scenarios they wrote were maybe geared towards uh, more realistic situations. Yeah. Um, now they have, uh, now that they're working with union talent more, they're able to bring in a, a different class of kid actor. And so I wonder if that doesn't affect some of the storylines they write. I think also at the time that I was working on the show, there were a lot less distractions in the world, and um, now maybe they have to compete a little bit more for kids' attention. I, I really don't know. But I, I know I, I've heard that comment a lot from people who have listened to the show, you know, from the beginning, and there definitely seems to be some different eras that people can pinpoint, and I, I hear a lot that that earlier stuff tended to be a little more realistic and I take that as a good sign. But still, I want to be in an episode where like there's spies and things are going <laughs> to blow up. And, uh, they had spies, but it was just like Jason. So, <sighs> and he was an adult, but now they have stuff like where the kids are following along. It's just like, I wish this would happen <laughs> in real life sometimes. Well, I hope you enjoyed our fifth podcast ever in our interview with David Griffin. And if you haven't noticed, this is set up in parts. So we're going to be airing the other parts soon. And I don't know exactly how many parts are going to be. But uh, if you haven't noticed, we have a new site. So check that out. And that's where we're going to be posting, you know, news and just my blog. And we'll have other segments where you can just look in and send in your questions and your answers and all that stuff. And just check all that out. And thanks for listening to our fifth podcast ever. Yeah.